2: Fendiari, what are we gonna count this as now? Since this is the first one,
1: this is episode twenty-four. 25. This is definitely twenty-four. Who, who's a famous twenty-four?
2: <sighs> you gotta help me out here. You gotta know this. <sighs> I I don't I don't know any twenty-fours, man. No twenty-fours. I only know number thirty. That's all <sighs> I know. It's
1: <laughs> the only one that counts. It's the, it's the only one that matters. You guys hear Sam? Come see on, this? come after on, we, man. After Rick Barry, what? the warrior, the greatest warrior of all time. Who? We? He, hey, nah, 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 nah. The greatest, nah, nah, the greatest Trump supporter uh, <laughs> in NBA history. I, I actually, I think he is because, I, I mean, it's. I really don't think any of the other top twenty-five players of all time are Trump guys. Maybe Karl Malone. Karl, yeah. Dude. Okay, so it's him <laughs> or Karl Malone.
2: Dude, now that you bring this up, it gets me so sad every time that I, I am – uh, I'm from SF, so I'm a Giants fan. Every time you bring up players that are Trump supporters, my goodness, that those teams that won the titles, man. We've got Aubrey Huff. We've got Jeremy Affelt. I bet you you go down the line. I bet you Madison Bumgarner, Buster Posey. I mean – it's just it – just, it makes me sad. You're an Ace fan. You wouldn't understand. <laughs> Maybe you would. I don't know. You guys got new players every month, so – but man it's, yeah it's yeah.
1: the print. i don't i don't even bother investing but you know <laughs> oh, God, this isn't uh this isn't a baseball podcast <laughs> we're
2: not uh, ethan anymore we're not ethan over here hey you guys you guys hear sam on the see, we got we're on leverage the chat now and sam we've got we got promoted the new mics and everything is crazy over here
1: yeah it's like million dollar equipment here i, I gotta guard <laughs> it with a safe um now uh, Jade, thank you for helping me fix my settings. I I won't divulge what was wrong with them. It's a little <laughs> embarrassing, but uh, we're good to go. Um, excited to be on Leverage to chat, and uh, we'll still be posting on Warriors World. Um, you know, we can't leave Sheed. Sheed shout out Sheed. Sheed basically created us. You know, we got right? we should
2: have him on next. Do you think that that would be fun?
1: We got to have him on at some point. I mean, if he'll if he'll lower his himself to us. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah that would be awesome he speaking of sheet he uh we threw a small little uh, uh dunk contest event over this weekend with uh it was me sam uh marcus and uh slater uh which which was pretty great uh uh we got to talk a, a bunch of crap about uh just more your stuff
1: yeah man it was a good event um Marcus Marcus thinks it's going to be a breakout year for Zaza. That was the uh <laughs> that was the major takeaway. I'm like, oh, you're, it's, he, he's he's the troll into next level.
2: Uh, um. <laughs> that was a highlight. What else do we have? We had uh, Slater actually made a fun one about uh, the Thunder having everyone injured uh, that one season, so we're, we're starting to that might that might come true because uh, he covered the Thunder back then. So we'll get into that on the Warriors. That that was probably a little a, a sad foreshadowing, maybe.
1: Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> we're we're not discussing injuries. Um, actually, I guess we. That's I guess the first we should thing. You, yeah. <laughs> now, now that we look Gor- at it, that's,
2: that's the first one on the list. Yeah, oh, man. man. Oh, um, so. What Trayvon Green, game one. Uh, so we're recording this mm-hmm. Wednesday
1: night. As of now, they haven't. Um, they haven't said what the timetable is on his knee. Uh, he banged knees with with Ariza, who, by the way, always bangs someone on the Warriors up. Like, Dude, a mm-hmm. concussion. Uh, nearly took out Steph multiple times with the flying kick or, or yeah. no
2: he was Steph was or was, was that Steph falling on his back in Houston a couple years ago Yeah falling on that a reason the flying kick
1: was to uh the flying to Clay. Kick was to Clay Yeah um which is funny I don't think of a reason as a dirty player and honestly he's probably not it's it's just coincidental he he clearly plays hard um He's, you know, he's more of an effort than than a yeah. skill guy. Yeah, so. never
2: thought of him as dirty, so I'd never seen him do anything that that one. Well. So yeah, that makes sense. But yeah. um, it, it so so what happened there? He jumped in Draymond, um, kind of an ISO situation, and uh, just landed funny. But those are the type of injuries, and and we're not doctors here, but this what we do, man. We go speculate. Um, he he just landed and, and landed a little funny, um, and limped off and. Draymond for someone that usually comes back the top as, as tough as he is they ruin him out quick so they yeah didn't he was, to bring he was
1: limping around and like you said i i can think of at least three games last year yep. where he limped to the back and uh, the utah playoff game is probably the, yep. the most famous one i'm like oh god please don't go down and um and he just comes back in so like i I'm always I always worry just because the way Draymond plays it, it's prone he's prone for contact and like that's how injuries happen, right? Um I mean not always, but he plays a style that you would think would be more um more likely to get hurt, but he kind of always avoids it, right? Um yeah. So I don't know. They at this point I'm just assuming he's probably out for this road trip. <clears throat> um they got a little three game roadie like Friday Friday through Monday. Why rush it? You know, they're clearly looking long view. I, I would be surprised if Draymond played in them. Um, but it was kind of funny. The minute he goes off the floor, they just completely fall apart. Um, 0 1 in danger of not making the playoffs.
2: <laughs> we have a, there's a larger argument here, uh, in terms of we're picking, uh, uh nits, but, um, Sam thinks Draymond is the most important player on the team. I think it's Steph. Um,
1: I think Draymond just does stuff that there's n- no one else can replace. Um, I think without Steph, they can generate offense. Without KD, they obviously can generate offense. Same with Clay. Um, they they just he is their entire interior defense. He is the quarterback of the defense. He's um, he he he's he's the the piece that takes him from being you know the normal best team in the league to what are we going to do with these guys because he just does all the things that um, no one else does yeah yeah i agree with that my my, maybe, maybe my is a little younger um, i would be less worried because he just slide katie to the four and play it big minutes of the three and he kind of fills the gaps in a lot of the same ways um, but I mean, he didn't play last night and I don't know how, m- how many minutes per game he really has yeah. in him on a consistent basis. It's, yeah. it's, it's, not, you know, he's not, um, 27 year old Andre, who's kind of like the Swiss army knife anymore. Now he's kind of a little more pick his spots with it.
2: I, so my case for, for Steph and I, I agree with all those is that two years ago, that would have been right. Um, I mean, two years ago, if you'd taken either Steph or Andre, the team is done, but, um, Nowadays it's it's they've got Durant and even though he's not the same defender he's part of you know he can bring like maybe 65% of what he does and, and when he's coasting which is you know honestly the guy coasts almost like 80% of the time on defense but if they were to come down and actually have to try like Durant will be able to do a lot of what Draymond does defensively, not across an entire game, not across the thing. The, the thing season.
1: is, uh, so I thought KD played relatively decent defense last night um, individually, but the Warriors were a mess with their rotations. Right, like like KD had some nice blocks, a lot of good contests. Like generally, when he was engaged in one-on-one situations, he made good defensive plays. But that's where Draymond's missed because he's like, I mean, he's he's the mini Kevin Garnett back there. Like, obviously, he's, you know, not seven feet tall, but it's kind of like the guy who's calling out where everyone should be, just setting the whole thing up. Um, I don't think they have anyone who can do that, quite frankly, without him. Like, Zaza is not doing that. David West is not. David West, I mean, David West is giving me 15 minutes a game because he's 38, so.
2: But, uh, yeah, but um, we're kind of, I think we're, my argument is that if you, puts if you take Steph out on offense then there's no more four on three um and, it, and th- Do, guys don't but does kd
1: really need the four on three like i mean
2: yeah but it gets they, a little i mean they can still like,
1: generate enough offense without staff they're just not as explosive i mean they're and then you got clay
2: Igadala and kd on defense so it's like it's kind of like it's, i mean again we won't we won't spend too much time on this they're still great regardless we think he's out uh for the road trip um we don't think a couple months. We um, maybe a week or or two weeks. Um, I, didn't, I didn't
1: see anything that that made me that uh, speculated it to be a long term thing. Usually, when a guy uh, has like like what, let's look at KD last year when he had that injury, um, everyone kind of knew he'd be out for a while, right? And that Ooh, was Sam
2: sources confirm.
1: <laughs> no, Draymond I mean, who, will be fine. I, I, I'm just saying, like the the Draymond injury is it's. Now, with a tender knee, if you play on it too soon, that's when you can like aggravate it and really be out for a while, right? So it is a little, you know, you want to be careful with it. But I didn't see any sign that suggests like Draymond's going to be out a month or anything like that. I would just assume like a week or two weeks. Um, Yeah. And
2: it'll be fun. It'll be, I mean, not fun when Draymond. Yeah. I think I was probably
1: happy about it because it, it, um, it forces guys to step up. When, I mean, right now I think it, it's pretty hilarious. Kerr's like trying to what to say. Yep. Kerr's like trying to do <laughs> anything to get these guys going. He's finally dealing with some complacency because um, it, it is kind of weird. The Warriors didn't really have to battle that much complacency the last three years. Usually, when teams are as good as the Warriors going into like the second or third year, there's there's the. Um, the just natural, like the way LeBron coasts, that's a good example. LeBron's been there so much that he's like, I just can't be bothered to get up for these October, November games because I know I have to play in six months at the highest level. So I'm going to give you like 70% effort on most nights. And he called him fat last (laughs) night and this afternoon. And And like like, (laughs) all preseason, he's literally been calling them fat for about three weeks now. Like (laughs) since, um, Uh, The first game in China, which was, yeah, about three weeks ago, just (laughs) constantly saying they're not in good enough shape. Um, His most recent quote, it looked like we had very little discipline, very little conditioning. We looked like the team in the middle of training camp. It's not really wrong. Um, You know what it is, though? I I don't think he's – I don't think he's making –
2: uh, I don't think he's, he's trying to light a fire in the Warriors, but he, I think he's also making a statement to the NBA. Remember last year he benched a ton of guys and yeah. then there's no more, like through four and fives. So I think he's kind of telling like, low, like, yo, listen, like we got to go to China every year. Or maybe he's saying this to Lake Like, we don't want to go to China every year. Like, this is ridiculous. Like the fact that they come back and they have to, they have no time to practice. They got to play. I all think you I so. think
1: you're overthinking it. This just feels like some Phil Jackson Zen shit where he's <laughs> like, um, You know, he's just trying to get his guys going. He knows how good they are. He knows the level of talent he has. And he knows the perception around the league. Like, oh, it's foregone. They're going to win. It's foregone X, Y, and Z. So I think he's just pulling out the old school coaching moves. Um, Because Kerr, by default, is not the kind of guy who, like, does well with lazy effort. Like, he's he's very detail-oriented. He's the guy who freaks out about steph having five turnovers in a game even though the warriors won by 30 points and steph dropped he, 40 you know like that's just him
2: <laughs> he's white uh you <laughs> know, he, just, he just he just has to you know it's kind of like it's kind of like he's the the teacher that is in high school and he's teaching the ap ap class and it's like you know he's teaching the class of to the, the kids. smart kids right and you're like well the kids know that they're going to do fine on the ap test like they know they're going to get like a 4 or 5 so it's like well, what's the point of of being there and actually paying attention and actually learning when it's like yo listen like we can we could just do this ourselves, and and when we take the test, we still yeah, got month like, left. To,
1: what's the point? He's like telling them, like, you no, know, you guys could fail. You know, don't don't take it all for granted. Like, you, just because you think you're smart, that sort of thing. This is the most like Asian, Middle Eastern analogy ever. Like, <laughs> I just like let's just let's just throw that out there. This is the type of thing that only like kids, uh, immigrant kids, whose parents push them to take all the advanced classes, will get.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, you say you save money for college, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> what's funny is I got my little sister who's uh, uh in high school applying to colleges. I had her taking hella uh, AP classes. So I guess I'm like an Asian dad now, which is uh, uh perhaps not the greatest thing.
1: Um <laughs> you're on your way You're, you're going to be you're going to be, be clipping the coupons pretty soon.
2: <laughs> Out here collecting uh collecting plastic bottles from trash cans.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: you know what I'm talking about? Oh uh. I'm uh, not gonna touch that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so, so you guys, I was uh, I was sleeping last night after the game. I had I had stayed up to like one, two a.m. writing his first first writing. You can find it on WarriorsWorld.net. Um, and then I woke up this morning to like five alerts, um, and it was Sam Esvendiari. Texting me at six thirty in the morning about
1: Kavon Looney. Explain I actually, yourself. I actually thought Looney looked decent last night, um, but I thought it was absolutely hilarious that Kerr Looney's always been in the doghouse. Like he was below McAdoo. He was like, and and there's always kind of murmurings. Kerr didn't really like him. Didn't think he worked hard enough, and that sort of stuff. And like Kerr is big on like effort, right? So, um, the fact that he was going to Looney, the guy who was like, I don't think Kerr has a doghouse, but if he had one, Looney would have been the one guy in it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just playing him in crucial moments of a close game is just peak, peak Kerr wanting to you just, you know, strengthen numbers. Uh, I'll play anyone, you know, kind of trying to tell the team, you know, I, I'm not afraid to bench anyone. <laughs> and yeah. I was just cracking up because it was like – we, we were kind of joking about it. It's like there's no Vergell. There's no McAdoo. Like who's Kerr going to – Damien Jones is
2: deactivated. Yeah, Literally, it's like, it's we like, thought,
1: like we thought Bob Myers made a Kerr-proof lineup. And nope. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> we really thought –
2: and then this guy really put Looney in um at, at like all the way until like three minutes in the game I, you know to be fair looney actually didn't look that bad he looks way quicker than he did before it's crazy so good for him yeah no there's but...
1: multiple stories on him like losing weight and getting himself into better shape and i never thought he was like overweight or anything but maybe he, he definitely did, slow yeah maybe he i mean he I, I he was slow since he had those hip surgeries so maybe mm-hmm. losing a little extra weight is is doing a you know it's big for him. Yeah, he he can't play at the same way he played at before.
2: Yeah, I mean he looks good, look, but it's, but still, like he looks good, but he's just still the worst guy on the team. Like you'd rather have Jordan Bell there, right? You'd rather have well, maybe not. Jordan Joel, Bell wasn't but,
1: good last night, I, but I think we all he was kinda, not, but we're still. all optimistic on like his on his upside of being of being a contributor. He had clearly had a a nice preseason.
2: Um did you see the cross court pass he made off the pick and roll? Slip that was. I lost my I mean that's like the nerdiest thing. I had to lose. no, I I had
1: no clue he could pass before the pre, <laughs> before summer league uh, because I watched him at Oregon a decent amount last year and he got all the Draymond comparisons because he had that like you know the same everybody
2: energy. undersized and no, energetic just the, the, the energy
1: level. Like he had that kind of like defensive energy you know, like alpha dog screaming, kind of like that, you know, that's what people think of when they say he's like Draymond. They don't think of the passing and stuff like that. But every time I watched him, he was just kind of, he was, he was um, their best defender. He'd switch on to everyone. And then an offense who is just a rim runner. I didn't think he had any game other than, than rim running at all. Like, you know, I, I thought his offensive game was like, you know, Tristan Thompson or something. Uh, and then lo and behold, apparently he can really pass the ball. That's
2: wild. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm excited. I think that's someone he was jumping all over the place. He was he looked like Damian Jones jumping all over the place, a little like JaVale McKee. Yeah, um, I mean it's a
1: little different that getting some minutes against Minnesota, James Minnesota's, dude, yeah. Minnesota's, you know, third third string in a preseason game versus getting switched on to James Harden. <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, but but that'll be that'll be fun to see because it looks like Draymond's gonna be out. Maybe Caspi's gonna be out for a minute. Andre Iguodala's not gonna pay, play much. I personally think McCall needs to play more. Um, I think that Nick Young just—I'm not gonna be a Nick Young guy this year. I know people are. I, I don't know why he just—he's gonna his make team shots now, great.
1: man. It's his team. I just, he, let, he I can't he stand it. Defense uh, is bad.
2: He just doesn't. I—I'm I, just not. I'd rather see McCall or Caspi play. So two um, things. I understand two what things on Swaggy.
1: Now. I didn't really notice how much he waddled until last night. <laughs> like he kind of he kind of waddles when he runs around the court. It's pretty funny. Um, not that I should be criticizing anyone's running form. Um, <laughs> hey, uh, I waddle too. That's a he, good point. he. He, he no. just like he just kind of waddles off of these screens and then does this little like fake left go right off of it, and it's 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 kind of like a duck, to be honest. And I'm just like I don't know how this works or how he's getting the separation, but the shots were fallen yeah. he can shoot. And in the Warriors' system, he should get a bunch of open shots. So uh, it, it'll be nice for them to have just a dead eye shooter off the bench because that the whole bench squad the previous year is like a ton of good players, but none of them are shooters.
2: Yeah. Yeah, so, that's true. So that's say nice,
1: would... Like if, if his defense catches up to speed a little bit uh, and it might, or it might not. I thought he was actually decent defensively for the Lakers last year. Uh at least decent in like one-on-one situations. Um he could just another guy to help keep minutes low for like Clay and uh KD which is somewhat of a concern because they would be making their fourth straight deep playoff run and like at a certain point you got to find ways to cut minutes for guys in January so that they have their legs in May.
2: Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. We we, do, we did talk about them being tired, and, and that speaks to uh, – I think we're talking about this morning. Steph Curry last year uh, ran the most miles despite playing – he played like 33 minutes a game, and he ran the second most miles in the league.
1: Second most um, per minute. Um, per minute. Yeah, so Got basically but, he's okay. in motion. The only player I it's found crazy. who is in motion more often than him was CJ McCollum. Um,
2: Dribbling in isolation—that was what he was doing.
1: CJ moves off ball, (laughs) man. Um, But like, Steph covered more miles than Harden or Russ, who supposedly had to do more. You know, and it's on both ends. Like, I I don't. Last night's game, um, Harden Harden caught fire at the end, and he made some great plays. Uh, But but Steph was up. Up in him as much as he could be. Yo,
2: that was great defense. No, he actually stopped him a couple times too. Like hard he did fire,
1: but like it was I mean, like early fourth. Or something let's like let's that. be real with Steph's defense. He try he he busts his ass. Um, I think he he takes. I think it bothers him more than anything that people don't think he can defend and don't think he's a point guard. So like, Steph. I think Steph gets a little – he gets, like, more juiced off of a defensive play or, like, a 10-assist performance than he does by dropping right. 10 threes because right. he's – you know, you've been around him. You, you followed him long enough. Like, he hates being known as just a shooter or, you know, just that sort of thing. Like, he thinks what? he's a complete player. And, honestly, he is a good defender. He played good defense last night. He's always going to be limited by the fact that he's just not that long – like, some of Harden's shots over him, he guarded him perfectly, but Harden's a couple inches taller and has, like, eight inches of wingspan on him. So, Steph, just, he just can't get into his airspace, right? He can't get into his airspace the way that, like, Iguodala can, right? Yeah, but,
2: and he's got to stop fucking reaching, too. That, that's that is the, the biggest that's thing. The, that's that's like, the thing.
1: But I do always enjoy, because, like, Steph's got that little man complex on defense for sure. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Like you, yeah. Well, you just came from a pickup game. There's always that one dude who's shorter than everyone who like tries to get into you on defense. Basically the Chris Paul. Yeah.
2: You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. That's that's the guy. That's the best player on our team who I've been playing with since high school. Shout out Trav. But uh, yeah, shortest guy, and he's got the the little man defensive. So I mean, yeah, that's a good point. Although Steph's six three, so he, he's not, yeah, not he's, too short, but he's undersized. No, you're right. especially with the way they switch. He's he's, always he's got fine undersized. size
1: for a point guard, but he's still going to be the smallest guy for the Warriors in every mm. lineup combination. No, there's not a single lineup combination where he's not the smallest player. He is the <laughs> he is the shortest player on the roster. They don't have another. Guy under six six, yeah.
2: So so let's let's go on defense a little bit. We want to talk about Mike D'Antoni. We want to talk about what he said? <laughs> you know what? I thought it was hilarious.
1: Kudos okay. to D'Antoni. Um,
2: I'll, I'll read it out. Read well, it out. Let,
1: let's preface it. So Draymond had the quote. <laughs> um, someone uh, read Draymond D'Antoni's quote like. Uh, w- no one's going to stop them, referring to the Warriors, but, but no one's going to stop us either. So let's let's roll the ball out. There's something basically like they can't guard us any more than we can't guard them. And Draymond took offense to that being, you know, defensive-minded player he is. And he's all, uh, it sounds like they don't care about defense. I, I like our chances of guarding them. Some, some, some comment about how they'll be able to defend them. Obviously, they lost the game, did not go the way expected and d'antoni goes somebody said we don't take it seriously on defense well obviously they don't take it seriously either (laughs) you know what the best part of
2: that quote is is d'antoni basically doesn't even fucking try to defend his own team trying to play defense he's just saying well shit i mean you don't play defense we don't play defense. That's fine. Like that's his overall point. That's the best part. Like he's not I, even I mean, going being
1: snarky because I th- No, I know well, he well, is. He's but not, like, well, he's not a defensive coach. I mean, I think he just, I think he's just embraced the, the um, <laughs> kind of the, the image people have of him. Like, Oh, this guy just coaches offense. He's like, yeah, I do. Yeah, score.
2: exactly. <laughs> that, that's so. And you know what, what's good? This Houston team is going to be fun. Is that Maury's kind of, you know how we say Bob Meyer is going to make this curve proof, make the roster right. curve proof, no, no more scrubs. Uh, Maury's basically giving them like defenders everywhere and basically saying, you know what? If you're not going to care about defense, we're just going to have good defensive players. We're just going to roll them out there and we're just going to hope that works. Yeah, he's basically and,
1: like you figure out a way to scheme the offense up. I'll give you players who know how to defend.
2: It's so cool. Like look, Rashard Mumba Mute was making fucking threes. Like it was looking like it was looking nice. E.J.
1: Tucker, man, I've always enjoyed Canning him. I've always, like he's just one of those like if he's on your team, you love him because he makes like all the little plays, right? And yeah, he was, he's like
2: a homeless dreamer, homeless version dreamer.
1: Twenty yeah. points last night. He scored as many as Katie and Steph basically. <laughs> so, I mean,
2: uh, oh man. Yeah, so that that's gonna that's gonna be fun. We're gonna talk about a little bit more of the other games as well. about Hayward and, and some of tonight's games, um, which which sucks. Which is the worst part of uh, of yesterday really was um, Gordon Hayward pretty much snapping his uh, his leg in half.
1: Yeah, get, be- um, get better, G- Gordon. But um, there was some good news today. He didn't he didn't mess up any ligaments, so he kind of had a clean break. Um, not, I mean, it was gruesome. I would not recommend watching it if you didn't see it. But um in terms of best case scenario of that injury, I mean, it's it's going to have the shortest recovery time um because he didn't like wholly mess up his leg. It's just kind of a clean break on the bone, at least for the early reports. So um that sucks for Boston and that sucks for him. And that uh, first game with a team, like that's... There's nothing to say, you know, like it, you just feel bad, right? Yeah. Like, that I kind of was... wanted to see, I wanted to see what they would be, but that's not even, that's not in the top three or four most important things here. Uh, but at least it's, it, it turns out it's the type of break that like guys come back from with, with very, with no um, limitations, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, you tear up some tendons, it, you never really know if you're going to get your explosiveness back or something like that. This is just a bone break. It will heal over time.
2: Yeah. Paul George, for example. But You know the thing is with that is is uh, I'm sure you've torn something or you've broken something and I've broken and antorch stuff all over my body. But right. it, the worst part is just you got to get back on the corner. You've got to like try to cut or like try to jump and – it's just he, the next time he goes up for a dunk or something like that in the game, it's just going to be like, I'm sure he's going to have flashbacks. And that, oh that's yeah, gonna, that's, that's, that's going to be the tough. The mental part's part is going to be the harder yeah.
1: part, but I, I think I'll bounce back from it eventually. Uh, clearly, yeah. the season's lost, um, and that kind of sucks because I I was kind of really into this Boston team. Just like from an aesthetic point of view, I thought it'd be kind of cool to see. Uh, he was a perfect fit for Steven's motion offense. So kind of like the same ideas that Kurt tries to do with everyone passing. Um, I thought it would be like a good fit for Kyrie. Uh, no Hayward tonight. And Kyrie goes full Kyrie going seven <laughs> for 25. Uh, from what <laughs> you know, I, you... from what I saw of the game, I didn't watch the whole thing, but what I saw a uh, combo of tired legs first back to back of the year and just stagnant as hell, which like, I mean, you you can have a motion offense, but if if Horford's the only guy on the floor who's like a plus passer, I mean, you, you're not going to generate the the ball movement just because you want to run that offense.
2: You know, it would have been fun. Jalen Brown looks like he's going to be breaking out, and then Jason Tatum looked all right, and then Marcus Smart is is, is a fun guy to to have. So it, it looked like it would have been it would have been a fun team um, if uh, if uh, if Hayward was healthy, but. So um, where, do you, where do you think? Too bad.
1: Um, without Hayward, where do you uh, where do you think they end in the East?
2: We can't kick them out of the playoffs, I don't think. Well, no, they're I a think locked they're...
1: for the playoffs.
2: Yeah, especially I mean, with, barring, with the east the way other
1: guys going down. But yeah,
2: yeah, maybe, maybe I guess seven, eight seed somewhere down there. Seven, oh, eight. Oh, wow.
1: Oh, I, I think they're just going to fall to like four or five. I think um, no Hayward kind of gives Toronto and Washington an upper hand on them. Obviously, Cleveland will be up there. Um, and then but Milwaukee,
2: I, I think Milwaukee wins, wins more because it's like, I guess yeah, you're Milwaukee saying five. Might be, yeah. Milwaukee
1: might be better, so maybe they're the five seed. Um, I just yeah, can't see. I don't know, like a Miami. Kyrie's
2: not going to make it through 82. You know, Kyrie and Horford aren't going to make it through 82. So let's say they miss like 10 games. Right, those are automatic losses. So it's it's, it's just going to be tough for for now. They have no depth, and they don't have enough offense, and they don't have enough defense. <laughs> it's really, it's it's just. Um, I, I, thought, I didn't think they were going to be that good, regardless uh, of whether yeah he, like, I think, was going to be think there. Now kind of got a
1: little overexcited about the Kyrie Hayward factor, yeah, it's like Boston. Yeah, I mean, and I think I think we both think Brown and Tatum will be good players, but like expecting them to be playoff level contributors at age twenties, you know, not realistic. They're they're not Harrison Barnes. Come on now.
2: Oh man, uh, I heard. I heard he didn't do it well today. I didn't watch that one. I did watch part of the Wolves Spurs. Shocking that the Spurs win against the Wolves uh, despite not having Kawhi. Uh, I mean, I Wolves. called.
1: I called that one. So I'm still. I'm still high on the on the Wolves, but uh, I assumed that they were going to have a bad first month or two of the season. Like they are too many pieces to integrate, and it's not like they're all very experienced so like there's gonna be some some growing pains right and the Spurs are the worst team to play if you're trying to integrate a bunch of players because they're just a a goddamn (laughs) machine like the Spurs the Spurs are the best executed team in, in basketball they're just they don't beat themselves
2: Yeah. Even when they're missing players. So I, best coach team too. It's one of those things where, where the Warriors get by a little bit on talent and they are, they are greatly coached, but the Spurs, like they'll have, I think their talent is actually a little bit underrated, but it is um, a lot of it's just like, like LaMarcus Aldridge actually, man, I, I don't like watching him. I don't like maybe him. Right. It's some of the stories that we've heard, but Duke can ball out in the regular season. Like he is right. a legit the big, like offensive the biggest, guy. Like, the
1: him. biggest issue with him is like his personal perception of his game versus the actually. But like he's still, he's still a very good player. He's still a front line player, right? Like it's just in his mind he's like a top five player when he's more around twenty, right? Something like that.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's uh, that that's the problem. But but yeah, they look good. They always look good. We didn't get the Thunder tonight, you know. I wanted to talk about that. Um, but wonder that I'm really excited that's that they're, like gonna, the have a, they're
1: gonna have a they're gonna have think they're gonna have a great first game mellow New York um the Knicks are terrible so like the little habits the thunders the thunder will be bad with early such as like you know no continuity won't matter against a team like the Knicks <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're gonna just blow them out like I I think the Knicks are gonna be absolutely atrocious but if
2: it, you think it's going, to, it's going to be a field day when the Thunder look good, the Houston beat the Warriors. It's going to be like, oh, the Spurs beat the Wolves without Kawhi. Uh, War, going Warriors to, going, to
1: going to go be... 0-2 because they, they got to play the Pelicans without Draymond. I mean, you're talking Ooh. about Zaza and Looney guarding AD. Actually, it'll be pretty funny without Draymond because you're talking about a team with the two best big men versus a team with the best like perimeter, and both teams have – more or less nothing on the reverse <laughs> sides, so it'll be kind of a funny, <laughs> funny game.
2: Dude, both, both, yeah. You're gonna have Steph go, and you know you're gonna get bounced back in from Steph and Katie. So you're gonna have those guys probably go for like 30 plus, and then you'll have 80 and Boogie probably go for 30 plus. Those guys went for 30 plus together tonight. Um, there's just nobody else like that on that team that can that can do anything. Um, so Friday will be fun, and then they've got a, uh, and they've got Memphis, right? They've got to go up against Marcus Gasol with no Draymond. Um, yeah, so I think those people are, are writing off ones.
1: Memphis a little too easily. That's just they're they're a little Spurs light too, in the sense of like they're gonna play hard. They're well coached. Gasol and Conley are all star level players. Um, even though Conley will never make it because there's like eight superstar guards in the West. Dude, <laughs> if
2: he was in the East, my God.
1: My God! Yeah, dude, he'd be Joe Johnson seven times. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Being um, in the East is nice, man. You just,
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just what our boy Oladipo is going to be an all-star.
2: <laughs> we talk about that for a second. So bonus going off. Uh, the Pacers looking good with with what was uh, said to be just a couple throw-ins uh, that the Thunder threw away. You know, I, I swear I heard that these guys. Literally couldn't pick couldn't put on their own socks last year, so it's a it's a little surprising to me that uh, they were able to actually put the ball in the bucket. uh, Russ inspired uh, last year.
1: Last year they learned by standing in the corner and just watching how how much Russ scowled, and they're like, "This is how it's done." If we ever get our own team, I know I know the secret.
2: <laughs> See, this is what people like when they say, like, hey, you know, if
1: Clay left Steph,
2: he'll be averaging like forty points. That's what he should be doing. You know? Like that's what they want to happen and then you look at you know, with Russ it's just like, Well the guy left Russ who actually never allowed him to actually have the ball and look at him now. You know, he's probably gonna flourish and, and be a, you know, decent point guard in the eastern conference like you said dude might be an all-star
1: so this was always my problem with like the the russ has no help thing oladipo had his worst year of his career since his rookie year playing next to russ like russ was absolutely amazing individually but like saying he didn't actually make anyone around him better it was more like you guys box out and i'll just do it all by myself um so I, I kind of expected Old Depot to have a little bit of bounce back here. I mean, he's a, he's a nice player. He's okay, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, the, he's he's your fantasy for for guys. He if you hit not drafted, should have drafted him. Shitty team, ton of minutes, ton of usage. It's kind of like how Russell was last year. It's perfect.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I actually I didn't get Old Depot in my fantasy league, and I was pretty bummed about that. I, I thought I, I thought I had like the genius, like oh, this guy's going to be a sleeper, and right? And, yeah. then, and then you realize everyone else reads the same five posts you do on fantasy. <laughs> they, the they have the same sleeper list.
2: <laughs> Everybody's on Roto World, man. Exactly. Um, so so we'll, we'll end with one um, that we want to go on. We, Haralaba Vulgaris uh, was on uh, Bill Simmons' podcast, um, and he talked about he talked about the Warriors for a little bit, as, as all podcasts do. Um, and he said he said the Warriors were boring to watch, um, and he said. The Warriors, the way that people write about them, the way they present themselves as as a team and organization that essentially reinvented basketball, is one of the most you know absurd or you know arrogant things that he's heard from an organization. Um, so so some of it's true. Um, your thoughts?
1: It's just peak Silicon Valley, and I love it. I absolutely love it. Um, I don't, I don't, it's hilarious because it doesn't necessarily reflect the players. Like Steph could not be more, yeah, I don't want to say humble, but like for a guy as talented and big time as he is, he really like carries himself with the demeanor of just kind of an average NBA player. Um, so it is pretty funny that the Warriors front office kind of exudes all these negative qualities we we attribute to the the Bay area with like kind of like a pretentiousness, like we're changing the world. You know? So um, he wasn't wrong. I thought his rant was absolutely hilarious. And I'm, I'm pro the warriors embracing it because it's everyone, everyone wants to, you know, they're the best team in the league. Everyone's gunning for them. Let's not like pretend that they are some sort of little plucky upstart anymore embrace embrace the arrogance embrace the pretentiousness um and in, in terms of the the, the lake it's really it comes back to lake because Lake-up, it really is of loves, Lake-up Lake-up loves doing tire, his yeah. ted talks uh that's like really what it is he's like he's like he's like out here ted talking about like his organizational brilliance and like i think he does deserve a lot of credit for for all the stuff he says he continually hires the right people and allows them to make decisions. Like for someone who comes across meddlesome, well, he lets his GM do his job. He lets his coach do his job. He's not in there demanding trades be happen or like, you know, saying, Hey, let's play four on five.
2: <laughs> and, and we know and we, your boy, that's your boy. That's your dad. Um, and, <laughs> and we know like the decisions that he wants to make are not the right ones like he wanted like Monte or he wanted to go to Steph and ask him for a discount. Uh, like some of the stuff that he, or he wanted to do Kevin behind the trade, thing. one of the Kevin, like some stuff that he's in for are not like if, if Joe Lake was actually running the team, um, they'd be if he was,
1: if he was meddlesome is basically what yeah. at. like there's, there is him saying, Oh, we should trade for Kevin Love. And then his whole basketball department or like the key voices saying like, no, we're not doing this trade. Um, and he's like, OK, well, I'll listen <laughs> to you guys. If this was the Knicks and Dolan had some fixation, he'd make his GM make the trade. Right. And that's the difference between a good owner and a bad owner. in my opinion. yeah,
2: yeah. I mean, let's not, you know, let's get Gary carried away on that. And I mean, in, in terms of Lake, up, he still is a Silicon Valley guy. I mean, but I think he might be just be the only. I mean, everyone else seems relatively like, I mean, you got Draymond, who, who, who came out with the piece that's. Yeah, but we're talking you know,
1: organizationally, uh, this conversation, not like really the players. <laughs>
2: but yeah, you know, Myers, um, who really, I don't, he really doesn't say anything. I mean, uh, you've got uh, Rick Wouts. Um, he's probably one of the smartest. Like, you've got nobody. Um, it's just Lakeup, and uh, I think uh, he was on open court on uh, NBA TV. Um, and,
1: and he was kidding. <laughs> oh, that was hilarious. Mark Cuban was trying to rib him so hard, which was hilarious to me because Cuban's like they are very similar in terms of like they both kind of think very highly of themselves. Like I, if if you've made a billion dollars, you think very highly of yourself. I don't know. I don't have a billion dollars. But if I did, there's no way I, wouldn't, <laughs> we I would We think highly
2: of ourselves and we don't even have $10,000 in the bank.
1: <laughs> but um if that, that that's my point. so like Cuban's telling him how much luck is involved, and Lakeub's trying to push back saying like no, it's like organizational leadership. And the truth is it's both, right um he, was right in pointing out that like you make so many decisions that if you mess up a couple, it can have long term effects, so you have to like, you can get the talent, but you have all these opportunities from when you get the talent to the final product to just mess it up, right? How many times have we seen teams draft a great player and screw it up? Uh, yeah, and, but then on the other hand, Cuban's right. There's there's a, a lot of luck involved.
2: They got. I mean, you think about Draymond
1: it, we, was pure luck, you know? It, as 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 they say, if, as Bob Myers says, if I if I thought he'd be this good, I would have taken him. In the first round, I would have waited for the second round.
2: They fuck, I mean, like, like, look, they tanked for that seventh pick, and they had to wait for a coin flip. I remember, like, checking Twitter trying to figure out, like, hey, did the Warriors win that coin flip to get the seventh pick? Because if they didn't get that seventh pick, it, w- it would have been gone. So, and I mean, it turned out to be Harrison Barnes, but Harrison Barnes helped them win a championship. So it, it's a lot of it is luck, and and maybe even more than fifty percent of what happened is luck, but. Uh, but hey, listen, like if, if we were credited, you know, if Lightyear's pod went, went, went national and was the number one podcast and we had nothing to do with it for some reason, hey, I'll be the first to be taking credit for, for what happened <laughs> and, and why we became number one, right? So, so I mean, if, and it, it, I think it's also ironic that coming from a guy like Vulgaris, who was probably one of the most smug, smart dude, most smug people that kind of thinks they're the smartest dude on the planet, which is um, <laughs> funny to me.
1: Yeah, it was good. I Overall, I thought his rant was hilarious, and I would recommend listening to it. I thought it was great. Um, it is... Everyone's going to be gunning for the Warriors. No one... Everyone wants to see them challenged. I don't know that people really care if they win or lose, but everyone wants to see them kind of punched. And yeah. we haven't really seen that yet. Last year in the playoffs, nothing, nothing happened. We haven't seen a team... We haven't seen them get into a series where you're like, oh, they're gonna lose.
2: Spurs are coming, man. I'm telling you, it's the Spurs this year. That, that's the. I truly think it's the only. It's the only team left that that can hit them. Like if Here, Rudy here's Gay. My,
1: here's my thing on the Spurs. I think that they're the only team that'll out game play on the Warriors. Yep. I just yep. don't know that they have the talent. But maybe maybe like someone like Dejounte Murray takes a huge step or something like like they're 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 at least one player away. But if get, get, if Rudy they, Gay's
2: got to be a star. If essentially, they get, but he's if done. they
1: get that player, look out. You know,
2: if they get Davis, man, and, and if they can, if they can swim the Anthony Davis, um, then then I then that's a team. Like, because Anthony Davis is the perfect player, really, for any basketball team. <laughs> um, I mean, but, there's a t-
1: just get, just get one other guy to go with Kawhi and and Lamarcus, or maybe not even La- Lamarcus, but just get just get one other guy and and scheme it up a little bit.
2: Yeah, that uh, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. So, um, so they've got they've got a roadie. Um, the Warriors do own one. Uh, we'll be back next week. Hopefully, they won't be zero four. four. If they lose, they got a rematch with Harrison Barnes. Uh, it's too bad because Draymond, every time he plays Harrison Barnes,
1: loves to guard him and lock him up. So, um, actually, look he Barnes gave him a lot of buckets last year. <laughs> that was a that was the funniest part. Like it didn't matter; they were down by twenty five, but. Um, uh, or Dallas was. You're right. You know <laughs> but, what?
2: You're right. He did.
1: Yeah, it was, I, he- I, I was kind of. I it. was kind of expecting Draymond to like be extra mean and have one of his games where he doesn't let a guy get a shot off. And it was the opposite. Barnes. Barnes had that. Um, I've th- that. It was like that little brother. Like I've had to listen to you talk for three years, and I fucking hate you. And you're getting <laughs> everything I have.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I mean, Barnes got those flashes. Uh, by the way, Barnes tonight three for thirteen, zero for six from three, fourteen points. Um, so there you go, Mass fans who are listening. Now, now that now that we're on a larger platform, we've got maybe Mass
1: fans. Um,
2: enjoy enjoy your Max guy, um, Dennis Smith Jr. At least looked nice, but um,
1: I like um, Dennis right.
2: Smith Jr. I got him on fantasy. This is this is a fantasy pod now. So uh, <laughs> uh, uh, next week we're else? just
1: gonna read our fantasy stats to you guys.
2: <laughs> yeah we'll put them on a roster and then that's literally just all we'll do we'll spin it off um for you guys anything else that you want to that you want to go over or are we good
1: we're good let's get out of here we'll record um next week um middle of the week same time all right perfect man later